listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that Matthew and I think that probably if we were in charge, everything would be better. So when I came across this tweet, I thought it'd be fun to talk about it on the show. It said, I, I don't know whose person, it, who, what name, I'm sorry, I don't know who tweeted this. I tried to click it this morning and it wouldn't come up, but I screenshot the tweet. So anyways, if you were made dictator of the USA, what silly things would you enforce with an iron hand? And then a disclaimer, assume you already solved all social ills already. So I like the little disclaimer and I like the word silly (laughs) because if social ills are solved and we're doing silly, then it's like, okay, let's not talk about, you know, putting everybody who tailgates in jail. Okay. (laughs) Tailgate driving or tailgate at football stadiums? Uh, Driving. Okay. We're about about to... I don't care about people who tailgate at football stadiums. Noted I football care about fan, the person Casey who's Huff. tailgating me at 6.55 in the morning when I'm trying to get my kids to school in the dark. Okay, anyways. All right. So did you make a list? I sure hope you did because I, I have a pretty good list. Well, my first one was I don't think women should be allowed to drive anymore. So I think we're on the, <laughs> I think we're on the same wavelength there. That'll cut out the tailgate. Oh, man. I would argue with you, but honestly, if I never had to drive again, it'd be great. (laughs) Although we do have one close to getting a permit and the thought of her being able to drive. I mean, obviously, after she has her license, being able to like go on errands for me. That Uh, is like (laughs) the dream. Oh, no, I need this for dinner. Can you run to the store and get it? uh, That was how I basically earn my chops driving was yeah hey go get us a gallon of milk hey go get us a (laughs) loaf of bread just yeah nonstop. yes yeah okay um i'm stealing this from twitter all right because i think it's good i don't think this was in response to this tweet but um i would mandate that we pour this is so stupid pour (laughs) money into making a cigarette that is good for you or at least isn't bad for you no kidding smoking's cool so cool. I want to be able to put something in my mouth, light it on fire, and blow the smoke everywhere, and it not kill me. Is that too much I, to ask? I know. So let's let's make one that's good for you. Like inhale, like you know, vitamins and minerals, and exhale all of our troubles. And you worry. know, when we as a society decided that we were too good for Willy Wonka, this this possibility vanished because that's the one man who could do this is Willy Wonka. <laughs> He could absolutely right. make this happen. You're right. I, I don't think we've gotten to that point in society because they are making yet another Willy Wonka movie. Oh, good. Good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is this one going to be dark and gritty? You don't know about this? It's Timothy Shalom. Yeah, we, we talked about this a while. I've oh, okay. forgotten okay. about it already. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? Uh, like seven, so. I don't have that many, but okay. uh, definitely would lower the speed limit. And first of all, I'm assuming nothing. I don't care about societal ills. I'll keep okay. the societal ills, and I'll do this first just to make everyone angry. Because okay. if I'm in charge, I don't care. Get angry. But we're lowering the speed limit by like 20 miles an hour everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm there. I'm there for it. Normally not a fan of government intervention, but, uh, you know, my my toaster rant, which I won't reproduce, but, you know, if using your toaster had like a .0005% chance of killing you every time you used it, you know, maybe we'd look at making the toasters a little safer. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. I had somebody tailgating me on my way into my neighborhood uh, two days ago. And then they turned in the neighborhood behind me, I think just to annoy me, because one of my kids have gotten, my older kids, if someone's tailgating us and I comment on it, they'll turn around and wave their arms at them, which I'm sure makes the person so happy. So this person followed me into the neighborhood, and then they turned, I kept going straight, and they turned, and then we met again. Mm But they ran the stop sign so they, they could be in front of me. Well, then I followed them through the neighborhood. They were they were probably going 45 through the neighborhood. I mean, I wasn't going 45, but 
I let them get away. <laughs> Anyways, I would do lower the speed I just, limit. I just want to, well, first, I don't want to say what I really want to do to people like that, but it's like, this is going to tie into my Anthony Bradley rant, but it's like, how important do you think you are exactly? <laughs> I agree. Well, is there is there open heart surgery going down that the, the, mm-hmm. the patient's going to die if you don't get yeah. there with your, with your scalpel? Like yeah. what? I know. Where are you going? Where are you going? Like, are you that important? Because you clearly think you are. <laughs> okay. Um, I think we should free toddlers to make all of their own wardrobe choices. Okay. And never allow parents to tell them when their shoes are on the wrong feet. Because I think that's one of the cutest things you can see. Is a little kid walking around with their shoes on the wrong feet. And also, I don't ever want to see a toddler in beige. And I know that if they were given free free reign to choose their clothes, they wouldn't choose beige. They would only choose bright colors that didn't match. And I think that would make us all a lot happier if we could see that in public. So, free the toddlers. Okay. All right. Uh, I would fix Taco Bell commercials. Taco Bell commercials are just really bad right now. My next one has to do with fast food, also. They've they've got like I don't know I don't I'm 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 old. Okay. I don't don't know know if I don't know if it's Kendrick Lamar or like commercial version knockoff Kendrick Lamar rapping about burritos. Okay. And then they've got like another one that it's like the, the mumble rap that's so horrible right now that everybody's trying to sound like Post Malone. And they're showing off these like new $2 burritos and and every single one of them looks like someone just vomited into a tortilla, <laughs> a tortilla? and just wrapped it up. And it's Rough. these <laughs> and, and it's they're making it out like Taco Bell is a club and there's all these young cool people at the club <laughs> and they're feeding each other burritos. Yeah, Dr. Freud will see you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and it's just it's 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 stupid. Like it's not cool. It's not cool to eat Taco Bell. Just be honest. Just have like Ryan Reynolds standing there against a white screen saying, "Look, we get it. You hate yourself. That's why you come here. But it's going to be hot, <laughs> and it's going to you're going to regret it later. But when you eat it, it's going to be. But fun. it's five dollars. Yeah, per it's five dollars. Just come. And it's like you can't get and that includes a drink. You can't get that anywhere. Just come. Just come. <laughs> I um. But, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't watch any TV with commercials, so I don't know. I also don't watch YouTube, so I don't watch stuff with ads. Anyways, no, YouTube is where I see it a lot. Okay, well, I think it, I I would like to say this about fast food that that I would enforce with an iron hand is that they all have to revert to their 1970s to 1990s branding. Uh, including their buildings. I'm just, I'm tired of the sad gray McDonald's buildings that are, I just like, I don't know if you noticed the Burger Kings have gone back to like a retro logo and they're, it's perfect. It's so good. I want, I want the McDonald's giant plastic characters out on the playgrounds. I mean, you don't even have a play place at McDonald's anymore. There's no, like, I can't find a McDonald's with a slide or like something to climb in. And then Taco, I mean, you were talking about the Taco Bell commercials, but like inside the Taco Bell, you got like knockoff looking like Basquiat paintings. It's like, okay, let's calm down. This is a Taco Bell. Can we get the, the 59 99 cent menu back to Taco Hell Bell? Hell yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to like scrounge for the quarters <laughs> in my car to get a taco. <laughs> Anyways, I just, I, I hate all of the rebranding. I t- I told Danny on Monday, I'm like, I, I I don't know if this Monday, but I, I had to buy cream of chicken soup. And you know, I don't buy name brand anything because I'm cheap as hell. I'm like, I bought Campbell's cream of chicken soup because they have not changed their branding. And it makes me so happy <laughs> that it's the same can, the same logo, yeah. the same. So anyways, I'm so lame. All right, what's your next one? Well, this is uh, this was recency bias on this one, but I would get rid of the uh, the running clock in college football. It's really annoying that okay. when they does it help at all if I explain this, or should we just move on to your next one? I know what the running clock is. Okay, all I, right. 
Just because I don't enjoy football, I did spend several years thinking that I had to pretend to enjoy it to to get the attention that I wanted. But turns out I didn't. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just saying Taylor Swift, you don't have to go to those games if you don't want to. You can do something else with your time. Okay, I think we should mandate that Doritos get as experimental with their flavors as Oreos. We have like 27 Oreo flavors and only three or four Doritos flavors. Okay. I, I need I need more Doritos flavors. Where, like, where is this like a regional thing? Because there's like 11 different Doritos flavors right now in Alabama. Really? Well, maybe yeah. I'm not paying attention because the bags are like $7 and I've stopped looking. This is true. <laughs> we got like nacho spicy nacho cool ranch sweet and spicy chili that's all i can think of we got sweet sweet and tangy barbecue here it's in the silver bag Doritos. yeah we got ultimate cheddar which is in the orange bag uh and there's a couple like uh mexican or i guess mexican hispanic flavored flavors okay like uh chili limon lemon what it's like a citrus like a chili lime yeah chili lime um there's a couple other ones there's like a uh jalapeno okay i'm gonna have to check this out yeah there's like i just seriously like 10 or 11 flavors right next now. payday I'm, I'm going to walmart and getting a new, new flavor of Doritos. Ult- <laughs> ultimate <laughs> cheddar <laughs> ultimate cheddar i found sort of it wasn't bad it just wasn't like i don't know if it warranted its own flavor no. Um, but I will, I'll ride for the sweet and tangy barbecue Doritos. Okay. I'll good. try those then if I can find them. Sweet and tangy barbecue. I love the sweet and spicy chili. Those are so good. That's the purple mm. bag. Mm. Okay. Do you have more? I still have three more. <sighs> I'm just, just gripes. Like, you know, I, I, <laughs> I mandate that Gatorade go back to their. Again, this is flying in the face of my libertarian tendencies that okay. government would force private in it. Whatever. It's a silly thought exercise. Uh, get rid of the 28 ounce bottles of Gatorade. Like, put the four ounces back in. And give, give me the 32 ounces again. What does that have to do with the government? They say it was like too many calories or something. No, it's 32. it's it's Gatorade using the 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 six gazillion fake free dollars that the government printed during COVID as an excuse of like, oh, we can't make a profit anymore. Let's you know, let's let's yeah, shrink right. the you know like how yeah, right. Doritos shrunk their bags and mm-hmm. Gatorade shrunk their bottles. They tried yeah. to dis- try to disguise it by like changing. We didn't the want con- the CEOs to have to shrink their yachts, so we have to, you know. Anyways, okay, I think I agree with you on all of that. More Gatorade, please. Mm-hmm. If you get the powder, you can make as much as you want. That's all. That's just true. So, okay, I think we should outlaw filters and photo retouching for printed and digital media. I want to okay. see. I want to see what the celebrities actually look like. When I'm in the grocery store and there's the magazine covers, I want to see their real face. Okay. <laughs> and so the like, same on social media. Just some... like, or if it, you, I think some things. If you use a filter, it says you're using a filter. <clears throat> but I think it should at least tell you. So how far are you going to take this? Like no makeup for the celebrities? No, no, they can wear makeup. Okay. We're just not going to Photoshop out their wrinkles. Okay. Okay. You know, if Jennifer Aniston smoked for 20 years and she's got wrinkles because of it, I want to know about that. Did she smoke for 20 years? I don't know. I've I've never quite understood the the fascination with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, interesting. Okay. She's kind of cute on Friends. Not that I would know. But <laughs> no, you're very anti-friends. But uh, I've never, never understood like the America's forty-year obsession with her. <laughs> forty years. I mean, we're getting there, yeah. Okay. Are you? Do you have more? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. This is a logistical nightmare that I'm going to appoint a team to figure out. But I think the internet should shut down from like 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, okay. I think we should just not be able to be online for that segment of time every day. I think it would just do a lot of good. (laughs) 
people would go to bed earlier. Uh, people would probably have more sex. People would just generally be happier. You know, those are not good. Uh, that's not a good time of day for your brain. Your brain needs to not be engaged with like the news and all of that. So, uh, not a fan just of looking the... out for my citizens here. I'm not a fan of the pillow doom scrolling. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Mm. So let's see what. Right before I shut my eyes, let's see what horrible thing I can find that happened yeah. that I ha- that, I ha- that I have absolutely no control over. Yeah. <laughs> and obsess about on? it. What's going on in Botswana? <laughs> Just like <laughs> let me let the AP news app inform um, my nightmares tonight. Yeah. I guess my final. I, I did have one final one. And it's, okay. uh, I, I don't think Christians should be allowed to drink coffee in church. But. <laughs> I have that. I have that for us to talk about. <laughs> okay, Just that's fine. Give it a minute. Okay, right. my last one is that you can't give any parenting advice until at least one of your kids is old enough that you have, that you can go borrow their deodorant. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. You have to have at least one kid old enough that they require, like, real hygiene products so deodorant tampon something if if you can't go borrow that stuff from your kid's bathroom don't talk to me (laughs) okay yeah also just don't talk to you anyway right yeah i mean i mean just in general don't talk to me at all ever but especially about (laughs) oh yes you have some ideas of how i'm doing things wrong it's really funny Hard because pass. I it's it's so fascinating to me being a parent of like growing kids and I really feel like I have less advice to offer like than ever before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like like even about the like oh my kids are doing well in XYZ. I don't know why. I don't I don't know what the things that we did were that informed that i have no idea i don't know what magical not magical but like which factors of our decisions came together to make this happen or you know just you're supposed to just take credit for all of it okay (laughs) i can't though i really can't i i know myself i live with myself i hear myself i can't take credit for it all (laughs) okay Alright, I we have a few minutes so we need to switch. So I I confessed a few episodes ago that I spend more time on the for you page on Twitter yeah. because everybody's leaving Twitter and uh it's uh, my timeline's depressing. Turned out the for you page is really <laughs> depressing also. I don't know what Twitter d- uses to decide who I see. I definitely have had to mute people, but like I, I I don't know you're not I'm sorry <laughs> it's just so here's what's come up that has been fascinating to me um the modest wedding dress debate Did you see that <laughs> no I can imagine it though. I, I mean I've seen it before you don't you don't even know what I'm talking about no oh well some lady I don't know if she's a real like if she was being genuine or if she's a troll I have no idea but it was like, can we bring back modest? Oh yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Like this is not the day. I did see to that. Show your guest your body, and shout out to Jason Kirk for the absolute best response to that that I saw, which was, which day would that be for? <laughs> or like, which day should we do that? Which is perfect. Anyway, so then the response was everyone posting their wedding dresses, and like this was my wedding dress. I, I it just it was so fascinating to me. The fascinating I, part is that people would post their own wedding dresses. That's the fascinating part to me. Yeah. I mean people were saying like stop telling women what to wear on their wedding day or like, you know, who defines modest and all of the things. I I I don't know. My wedding pictures exist in an album that sits under Danny's dresser. So that's like a lot of effort to go get a picture of a picture <laughs> to fight with someone. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, do what I did and just go on 
yandy.com and look for <laughs> sexy sexy bride like, and send this I have a better in. take. How about we just do away with weddings altogether? I concur. Heck How yeah. about we don't make your guests look at you in a modest or a sexy dress? I let you go to the courthouse in a in a like a pants suit like your grandmother did. Get married and have a little party with Jordan almonds and those mints that like disintegrate in your mouth and call it a day. Weddings are the worst. They really are. There's <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good ever happens from a wedding. It's just stress, <laughs> stress, uh, wasted money, and more but stress. But if you are a regular listener to this show, we definitely want to be invited. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Okay. Uh, other thing, obviously, was people right. losing quick, their mind. Sorry, quick tangent to the person who recently invited me to their wedding. I'm not talking about you. Continue. <laughs> uh, people losing their mind over the John Viper tweet. Can we reass? He says, "Can we reassess whether Sunday coffee sipping in the sanctuary fits?" Can we reassess whether or not we should take John Piper seriously about anything <laughs> on Twitter? <laughs> it's not even a pastor anymore. Like what? what like what the heck? Like, yeah, it's, it's just the definition of a like an unenforceable, unwinnable, you know, hill yeah. that no one needs to die on. Like, what are you going to do? Like, some like visitors come to your church and you turn them away at the sanctuary because they have caught. Like. <laughs> Who's gonna do that? Like what? Right. Well, it's got to come from the top down. You have to stop offering coffee at church. You know, you have to stop putting it in the lobby. I mean, uh, uh, that's that's what happens when you spend too much time in the ivory tower, because you have time to think about things like yeah, coffee yeah. etiquette instead of right. You know, who's suffering right now that I can help? Right. Yes. I agree with you 100%. Um, another beverage related <clears throat> thing that I saw was this person saying that once they started using their like fitness tracker to track their sleep, it like that's what convinced them that alcohol was bad for them because of like how much it affected their sleep. Okay. And I'm like, oh man, what's it like to be 20, I guess? <laughs> I got I have one one and a half drinks. That's all the convincing I need that alcohol is not good for me. <laughs> just I can't I can't believe how bad I feel after drinking now. And these people are like, "Oh, my fitness tracker told me to stop drinking." How about the decades decades of scientific research on the negative effects of alcohol? <laughs> I'm not a teetotaler. I'm yeah. just old. Yet another reason to invite Casey and Matthew to your wedding. Yes. <laughs> We're going to be a ton of fun. <laughs> Sipping our one beverage over the course of four hours. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then the last, uh, so the last thing that showed up on my For You page was um, people getting mad that Anthony Bradley said that divorce was bad for kids. It's really hard for me to to like to see the responses to stuff like this because you want people to like to acknowledge that yes there is nuance here. There are situations where family like parents need to not be together, right? I mean that's that's obvious, right? There's domestic violence. There's, I mean, there's, there's definitely reasons for that divorce happens for like good, like good reasons. But even for those good reasons, like that affects the children. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really, I'm. It's, it's one of these things on social. Like, I know I've talked about this before that I really like to observe on social media like play the role of observer and just try and like figure out why is this upsetting people so much or I, I don't know I know that he I know that Anthony Bradley has kind of taken this whole like family father thing on as like his thing yep 
Um, and I know that he like speaks in absolutes and he like grates people. Um, but I, this was just it was interesting. Like well, there's were there, upset. There's a name him. there's a name for the kind of people he offends, and that name is morons. <laughs> We have, yes, we have an <laughs> epidemic in this country of main character syndrome, mm -hmm. of people who think that their personal experience mm -hmm. outweighs anything, like any, right. any objective truth is outweighed by their right. personal experience. And not only that, they need to tell you what their personal experience is, because that right. trumps anything, even your personal experience. Right. And it's kind right. of like, it's kind of like saying it's dangerous to jump out of an airplane. Like only a moron would would quibble with that, but yet somebody's mm -hmm. gonna go. Eh, well, well, actually, well, what, what if the the airplane's engines have failed and you have a parachute on? Then that's then that's the only way you'll survive. And it's like, <laughs> yes, you do but it's the whole upcoming faith based movie pitch. In that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for making yeah. fun of people with glasses. There, I know it's okay. Part. We do do that a lot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that's my conan o'brien nerd imitation but uh yeah, yeah it's it's like yeah it's still dangerous to jump out of an airplane like that's it's a, divorce still hurts kids like yeah. just because you you're the exception to the rule doesn't mean that it's not yeah. true for most people like and it's just this this i don't know social media makes it worse but it's it's this just urge to tell everyone right. that no like this you know, mm -hmm. vegetables are good for you. Mm, actually, I'm intolerant to greens. You know, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> right. It's still good for most people. You don't have to just ride in on your tricycle and try to take things mm -hmm. over here. Yeah. I actually saw somebody, I think it was, um, somebody shared this video, a video from TikTok kind of laying out the main character syndrome and like how it plays out. And just, just the, the lack of acknowledgement that people like that just people have different stories experiences interests so it's like like why would you it, they were using this example of like a, a, a bread a bread page like sharing people sharing like how to bake bread and then someone commenting like commenting like well what if i'm you know intolerant to to gluten it's like then go on a different page find a gluten-free baking page like this one's not for you and that's okay <laughs> It's okay if it's not for you. <laughs> I also think it's interesting too that it's it's like why why can't I I don't know why the those kinds of statements like even if you did have a different experience like oh I like I wanted my parents to be divorced because living with them was horrible living with them fighting or with the violence was horrible like i don't understand how you can't say that but then also say but it would be really great for kids to not have to go through that you know like it would be great for kids to 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 not have to experience the family breakdown that i did I don't know. It's just, I don't, it's very interesting to me. It's definitely a super, super duper hot button issue. Well, and the other thing about main character syndrome is that there is a guilt assumed with whoever they're upset at of like, mm -hmm. Anthony Bradley is attacking me personally. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Anthony He's Bradley saying is saying that, that I'm that... a bad person, that my parents are bad people, and I can't. I can't reconcile that. And, and I don't know if that's laziness or narcissism or what, but it's like, if you took one half step back and just like, what is, what is, it doesn't have to be Anthony Bradley. What is somebody trying to say here? Like that mm -hmm. vegetables are good for you or it's dangerous to jump out of a plane or mm -hmm. divorce is bad. Like, are they attacking you or are they just, are they just speaking a proverb that this right. thing is generally true? Right. That's what I mean. Like a general thing. It's like, there's like, dozens and dozens of studies <laughs> we're not just like oh i think because uh, the bible said this verse about marriage once probably 
You know, he's not even coming at it from that angle. Is fentanyl bad? Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways, so that's what's been going on in my four <laughs> Just lots of fun. Cool. Right. Well. All right, you have a faith-based movie pitch for me that, of course, I am extremely ready for. I'm going to try to... I was going to look up what you said on Twitter. You described it. I, uh... The, uh, what's it called? Synopsis. Yeah, the synopsis. I rarely do that. I just, I don't know. I just felt like sharing it this time. All right, what was it? Because I've, I've got the synopsis here. Do you want me to just read it to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, let's wait a few more minutes <laughs> to figure out how to function. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah. Hey, Biscuit. I'm doing a podcast. All right. Good talk. Good talk. It's just in. Biscuit has returned from her okay. appointment. Okay. <laughs> okay. Synopsis. Hotshot federal agents go undercover to infiltrate a tight-knit homeschool community that they suspect is harboring a gang of historical currency counterfeiters. <laughs> But when the agents find more than they bargained for, will they remember which side they're on? Okay. What is historical currency? Like, like uh, old old bills. So old like, money. Okay. Yeah, so so like, that's what I thought. I'm collect, like, okay. Collector's item money. Like okay. not, not in circulation anymore. Okay. <laughs> Counterfeiters of historical <sighs> currency. And oh, if, man. if you're a... You know a, what? We do, we do need to crack down on these people. So I'm glad that this is... This is a definitely... Oh, that government waste. We got Obama agents cracking down. Um, it's definitely relevant. <laughs> if, if you if you're a billhead or a coinhead and you know a ton about uh, historical currency, uh, yeah, I, I didn't go to a lot of effort. That's you know, I'm not going <laughs> to be able to tell you. I'm not going to like tell you the difference between like a buffalo nickel and a you know whatever. Yeah, I didn't go into detail on that. Okay, okay. Thank you. Because, you know, I didn't want to have to interrupt you several times to correct you. We're not, we're not going to fact check. Okay, so my, my working title for this was Counterfeit Hearts. Okay. But there's, like, a book called Counterfeit Hearts and a song called Counterfeit Hearts, so I don't know if I can use that. Uh, so I have a, okay. a couple... Other titles, you can. I'll let you pick when we get done with okay. this. But okay. uh, one possibility is Counterfeit Girl, and the other possibility is Courting Disaster. Little play on I, words. I like, I like Courting Disaster. Counterfeit Girl sounds a little risque. Like you got to go behind the curtain at the video store to find that one. Yeah, I was thinking like like uh, Gone Girl or you know <laughs> in that vein, but whatever doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Courting disaster. Courting disaster. Play on words there. You can read that several different ways. <laughs> Are you courting disaster or is it a courting disaster? <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready for your casting call? Yes. Okay, so we've got uh, a team. Our main characters is we have a team of FBI agents and a homeschool family. Those are our main characters. Okay, perfect. Here's the FBI agents. Uh... Agent Briley Cadigan. Briley. Briley. B-R-Y-L-E-I-G-H? <laughs> However, yes. That's even okay. better. 23-year-old, 24-year-old, baby-faced FBI agent desperate to prove that she is more than her stunning good looks, perfect body, and effortless hair. Oh. I Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's relatable. <laughs> uh she will be played by sydney sweeney perfect, perfect had to look up some younger actors as i normally have to do for these because yeah. i'm old uh-huh all right her partner uh got a little uh new new agent grizzled vet agent agent dix gerard short for dix? dixon dixon dix short for dixon dixon dix gerard okay Fast-talking, no-nonsense FBI veteran who has seen enough to know that he only plays by one set of rules. His own. Okay. What's his age? 
30s? Mm, early 50s. Oh, okay. Who's this? Mark Wahlberg, baby. Come on down. <laughs> this, this is, is peak, peak perfect. Wahlberg. This, he's okay. playing his character from The Departed. He is just spitting fire in every yep. scene he is in. I can't wait. Okay. But there's enough of an age difference where they're clearly not. Yeah. This isn't like a this isn't Dane that kind of Cook situation. <laughs> okay. We'll get uh, to that on the next episode. <laughs> homeschool family. Reuben Littlejohn. Yes. Widower, father of two sons. Of course. Leader in the homeschool community. Owns the Littlejohn farm and woodworking shop. Okay. He wears a cowboy hat and has a pipe. Talks a lot about the old ways. Okay, Reuben. Okay, Reuben, fifty-ish, uh, late forties, late forties, oh, fifty-ish. Okay. okay. He's kind of odd, and I am so proud of this casting decision. He is going to be played by Bill Hader. Okay. Bill Hader this... as a quirky patriarch yeah. of a homeschool family. It's perfect. Um, do we know how Mrs. Little John uh, departed? Breast cancer. Okay. All so, right. natural, no no shenanigans there. Just Okay, alright. She didn't get, like, caught in the woodworking equipment or something. <laughs> no, not, not, not that kind of movie. Okay, okay. Alright, let's meet uh, Ruben's two sons. Uh, Asher, little John. Yes. Brooding, smoldering 24-year-old son of Ruben who works for the family farm and walks around in a wife beater, work gloves, and overalls with one strap dangling. Perfect, okay. Also... Also, he reads philosophy books. Yes. Okay. All this right. is this is my controversial casting decision. This is going to raise some eyebrows, but I think I can defend it. In a career-making role, Asher Littlejohn, played by Logan Paul. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> He's playing this completely seriously. Okay. He's not hamming it up. Okay. He's playing the brooding, silent son. Okay. Maybe hiding a dark secret? Maybe okay. he's lonely? We don't know, because he doesn't he say a lot. He is. He's 24 and reading philosophy books. All right, I need some help with this one. Uh, younger brother, Tristan Littlejohn, shy, awkward, 17-year-old son of Reuben and little brother to Asher. Okay. I don't, I don't have, like, a teenage homeschool okay, casting on. decision for this one. Hold on. I'm going to get you one right now. Okay. I know exactly who, but I don't know his name. All right. Uh, Listeners are screaming right now. Screaming. Jacob their... Tremblay? Jacob Tremblay. He was born in 2006. So he is 17. Well, he's about to turn 17. What's he been in? Uh, he was in Good Boys, um, I see, Luca, I see child there, pictures of him. He was in Room, yeah, I mean, he's, but he's, he's like, he's, he's old enough now. He's 17. Okay, I see him now. I had to scroll to get to one of his recent pictures. That'll work. Okay. That'll work. You could see him, uh. Bouncing around a farm, feeding the chickens, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this is not like Amish homeschool, Mennonite homeschool. This is more, this is like little crunchy homeschool. Just kind of, kind of odd. Okay. Like it's, it's a okay. modern, it's a modern farm, but they do the woodworking and the, okay. the animals and stuff there. So it's kind of like best of both worlds. Okay. They got, they have Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi. Put okay. it that way. <laughs> and cars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so let me walk you through the uh, the paces here of this movie. Uh, so right off the bat, from the Wait, synopsis... Wait, what was the younger brother's name? Kristen. Okay. So, uh, Briley and Dix are the FBI agents. The Little John family is Dad Reuben and brothers Asher and Tristan. Okay, perfect. Got it. Okay, so right off the bat from the synopsis, you know, we, we have a pastiche here of Point Break... Uh, Fast and Furious, Harrison Ford's Witness, um, okay. Never Been Kissed is going to make a little appearance. Okay. 
this is uh you know we just got a lot of a lot of things going on here uh okay so to relatively quickly walk through the points of this movie uh fbi tracing a ring of counterfeiters who are counterfeiting historical bills not in circulation but they're showing up in museums and in private collections and the fbi has decided that the you know obviously these are like really really high-end forgeries Mm -hmm. and they've traced them through dubious plot devices to this home tight-knit homeschool community out in this unnamed uh, midwestern or western state okay uh, so they decide to send in Briley and Dix <laughs> to pose as homeschoolers into this what? homeschool community. And Briley is very excited because she thinks that they're going to be husband and wife. And this oh. is this is the first of many peak Wahlberg explosions where he just goes on a rant. Okay. <clears throat> I'll see if I can channel a little bit of Wahlberg. I don't have okay. a great. I don't have a great Wahlberg, but it's, it's passable. Okay. And so Bradley says something like, "Oh, we're going to be husband and wife." And Wahlberg, yeah, fat chance, door the explorer. Even these freaking backwater roofs be looking at me like I'm freaking Woody Allen. <laughs> Say hello to your new daddy, and not in a sexual way, you little freak. I mean, in a literal way. I'm your literal dad now, so go clean your room. You disgust me. That's the kind of Wahlberg we're getting. Just bam, 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 bam. Just spitting fire the entire movie. Okay. <laughs> so can you, can you please cut I'm your dad now and send that to me? I want that like as a ringtone. <laughs> Every time you text me. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's just really funny. <laughs> With Danny's permission, I will send that. <laughs> <laughs> so they send uh, they send Dixon Briley into this okay. community, posing as father and daughter. Okay. With, with a similar sort of like, mom died. That's our okay. backstory. Now we're okay. here. Uh, so they so start. Is, Bri- is Briley like pretending to be a teenager? Yes, yes. That's part of the plot point is that Briley looks like she's sixteen. Okay. She looks really young. Okay. So she can pass as a teenager. Okay. And uh, which also kind of deflates a little bit of the sexual tension between her and Mark Wahlberg because. Okay. <laughs> um, and we throw Mark a bone. You know, we we get some, some you know some scenes of him. Uh, alluding to his catholic faith so there's like a little bit of a backbone there of like you know he's not just some he's not just some creep like he's okay okay. you know he's 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 a hard ass but he's not gonna try to take advantage of Riley. okay 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 so they integrate into the homeschool community and wouldn't you know it since briley is playing a 16 17 year old girl uh, she's right there with Tristan, who is 17 years old, and Tristan okay. falls madly in love with her. And Briley is like, "You got to be kidding me! You know, like this. <laughs> this is a child, and I'm a I'm a career woman." <laughs> right. And then she gets like another speech from Dix. You know, like you know, you gotta you gotta go along with this. This is our way in because the the Little John family is is, a, is the nexus of the entire homeschool right. community. So you know, okay. if we get in with them, we'll have. We'll have, you know, tangents, you know, to, to explore everywhere. So she, they, each one has their assignments. She starts, you know, courting with, with Tristan. And meanwhile, Dix has got his own set of suspects. He, he's integrating himself, ingratiating himself with the homeschool community. And there's a group of homeschool graduates who are kind of like on the, on the fringes of this okay. group. Okay. And they, they all have like, kind of dead-end jobs but they drive expensive cars to church okay so dix is dix is on this he's he's investigating this and meanwhile briley suspects asher because he seems to be hiding something okay so she's spending more and more time at the little john farm ostensibly courting tristan but monitoring the family and trying to figure out where the counterfeit bills are coming from. Okay. And then we get a scene where uh, Tristan is, is off somewhere and Briley stumbles upon Asher delivering a lamb at the farm. Delivering a <laughs> delivering lamb. Delivering a lamb. Okay. And uh, okay. 
you know, he's a little bit scornful to her, you know, like just step back. You don't know, you don't know anything about this. You don't know anything about life. (laughs) The cycle of life, the circle of life. And he's just, you know, he's got, you know, he's filthy. He's down in the hay, but he's, you know, he's holding it. You see a scene of him turning with this miraculously cleaned up baby lamb that doesn't have any blood or fluid on it. And you sense something is changing deep with inside, deep inside of Briley. Okay. Okay. And then you get like a comedic relief scene of of Dix going through uh, Briley's bag and like throwing out all of her makeup. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, think again, Mary Kay. Did you forget where we are? Concealer? I don't I think not. You kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. You said you're not, you, you're not great at Mark Wahlberg, but these might be my favorite impressions in a while. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. So Bradley works deeper into the Little John family, and now okay. she is torn in different directions because she's investigating the counterfeit bills she finds herself falling in love with asher but also suspecting him okay. and she's got to pretend to be a teenage girl who is in love with tristan so she is right. torn all different kinds of ways oh man and she's kind of getting upset with tristan and then like at night she comes during the day she's with the, the little john family and Dix okay. is out investigating this gang of homeschool graduates. And they okay. come back together at the house that they're renting at night and kind of compare notes. And Briley's just so disgusted with Tristan because he's this 17-year-old nerd. And uh, <laughs> she makes some kind of, like, passing comment about just, you know, give, throwing him a bone, basically. Giving him a hand job or something. Just so he'll settle down. It's not a faith-based movie, so it's not implied. I mean, it is implied. Right. It's not spoken out. Okay. And then you get just a massive rant coming from Walbury. Not so fast, you little pop-tot. You think that kid's... You go, you go anywhere near that kid's ding-a-ling, and our whole operation is over. You hear me? It's over. What? You think you're back on sorority row? What? You, you can't tickle... You can't tickle that kid's balls, because they have... They literally haven't even dropped yet. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So first of all, that kid's 16. That makes you a sexual predator, okay? Let me break it down for you. You blow him, you blow our cover. This is this is a lot for a faith-based movie. Yeah, we're kind I don't of think stretching. I can imagine my mom watching this. I'm stretching the bounds of a faith-based movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This may be one of those like faith-adjacent movies. You blow him, you blow our cover. That's perfect. I, mean, I, Honestly, couldn't, I couldn't not put that line in there. Honestly, though, that could go in a in a non faith based movie. Yeah. I could see that in some sort of spy movie. So let's uh let's let's uh wind this down towards the the end here. Uh, Dix is trailing the the uh, the homeschool gang uh, throughout most of the the film, and then towards the end, he stakes them out, and he realizes that they have like a small marijuana grow operation. Like nothing huge, just like a, okay. just just a small one, and that's right. where their expensive cars come from. And now he's like, you know, can't bust this. Like, not that I even care. I'm gonna, I, you know, I can't. You know, I gotta yeah. let. This is obviously not the the counterfeiters. This right. is you know, and not only do I not really care that they're growing a couple plants here, but like I can't bust them because then that'll you know call attention to who I am. Mm-hmm. So we're just mm-hmm. you just gotta walk away and let them go. So red herring, Casey Haas, red herring has been identified. <laughs> so the same time he's doing that, Briley trails Asher to a nighttime rendezvous. He's Ooh. sneaking out of the farm. She notices and she trails him and he's carrying like all these boxes and, and he's driving into town and she thinks I got him. I got him. He's going to up to no good. <laughs> She trails him to a warehouse and he goes in with all the boxes and she slips in through a side door. And Casey, it's a shelter for women and children. <laughs> and he's bringing boxes of diapers. Perfect. <clears throat> wow. So like there's this gruff, impossibly muscled, chiseled loner, you know, yeah. is taking care of, of orphans yeah. and widows in his spare time. Yeah, and, uh, you can see Briley just starting to sweat. <laughs> so, so you know, a little symbolism here. Both of the agents have followed a red herring. Oh, okay. Or have they? Okay. Briley sneaks out of the warehouse and is going back to her car. 
and Asher confronts her in the parking lot. He saw that she was following him <laughs> and get like a little tense back and forth between mm-hmm. Asher and Bradley. And he says, I don't know who you are, but you're not who you say you are. Mm. I think you need to leave now. So she goes back to the little John house at nighttime and she's kind of like packing her things up and she's wandering the halls. And then you have like that movie thing where like she just, everything slows down and she looks around and starts to like pay attention to what's in the house. (laughs) Volumes and volumes of history books on the shelves, historical paintings and in the corner, in the shadows, what's in the corner. And she goes and there's this like glass, like frame of and, and, sorry, like there's dust everywhere because the mom died. Nobody dusts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so like the historical paintings like have all these this layer of dust on them. But then there's one glass case that has like all of these historical bills, uh-huh. and you can see like finger like finger swipes like on the glass, like where somebody's taking the glass off and she's piecing it together of like somebody has taken these out and is using these for counterfeiting, and it's like it clicks of like she. Somebody in this family is actually doing it. And she whispers, it was Asher. And then from the shadows, somebody says, was it? And she turns around and it's Reuben Little John, the dad, standing there. So they have this, this tense back and forth. And he doesn't admit to anything, but it's very clear. Yes. That he has a hand in this. Or Asher has a hand in this. And this is a little cat and mouse game. Okay. Of... What, she, what can she prove? What does she want to prove? And it kind of concludes with like this really ambiguous thing of like, she says, you're going down, your family's going down. And then you get like a, like a, like a big swerve. And he starts talking about like everything that they do, like that they take care of, that they fund the women and children's shelter. Okay. And like all the people in the community that they help and like okay. how he's like his sons are now set up to continue doing okay. this. Because of his counterfeit historical he, bill trade. And he closes it by saying, Have I ever told you about my wife? <laughs> she had some bad habits. Oh. She had some real bad habits. And then hard stop, hard cut and Riley, Riley and Dix are back before their superiors in the FBI, FBI offices, and their superior is, is kind of like dubious and is like, you mean to tell me that all of these, you're telling me that all of these counterfeit bills were the work of this man's dead wife? <laughs> <laughs> and Riley looks at Dix, Dix looks back at Riley, and Riley looks back at her superior. And then it cuts again, and you don't know what she says. So, like, you don't know if she's actually trying to pawn okay. all this off okay. on the dead guy's wife. But then you see, like, a final scene of Riley and Asher meeting, like, on some dirt road. And he's, like, leaned up against his truck. And she pulls in, gets out with her very smart pantsuit and FBI tag on. Her, you know, her hair's up now. It's not down in a ponytail like it, like it was. She looks like she's 23 and not 16 now. <laughs> and so they have like a little final scene of. Did she put glasses on? Is that why she looks twenty three now? She aged herself. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe glasses like pencils in her hair. Yeah, like, yeah. So you know she's a working woman. And uh, Asher says, "I just want to thank you for what you did for my family." And then she has like some, you know, closing line of, <laughs> <laughs> "I did it for all the families that you help <laughs> or something." <laughs> no her closing line is I didn't do it for you I did it for me <laughs> and it ends ambiguously like you're assuming that they get together but yeah. it's, it's not yeah I love it <laughs> so basically, what happens to Tristan that's what I want to know I feel like Tristan kind of Kind of get kind of gets burnt in this. He's a teenage boy. He's in love with this hot person he thinks is a teenage girl. Uh, he's definitely got some stories to tell his homeschool buddies now. Okay. Like his standing has gone way up because he okay. courted a hot FBI agent. 
<laughs> yeah, I, that's I, true. I, that's I knew, true. I knew she's an FBI agent the whole time. I just went along with it. <laughs> Courting disaster. Is that is that your title you're going with? Courting disaster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is now courting disaster then. Okay. <laughs> Only part I could not really totally get there on was why does Agent Dix, Mark Wahlberg, why does he go along with the scheme to pin it all on uh, the dead wife? And what I came up with, and you tell me if this works or not, what I came up with is, is he's got like his, yeah, anytime you get a Hollywood star like Wahlberg, you got to throw him a bone and give him like his own monologue where he gets yeah. things get serious for a second. And uh, like maybe he has some kind of monologue where she tells him about the shelter and how they're funding it. Yes. And he's like, he's like, you know, I, I love nothing better than to pop these guys, send them all up the river. <laughs> but I would tell you about my mother. Yes. I was, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It I has was, to be his like family history. I was raised in a shelter. <laughs> I was a shelter kid. Yeah. You think that's easy? Yeah. You think it's easy growing up in a shelter? Turn 16 and they kick you out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're a danger to the other young mothers in there. Of course I was. But... <laughs> I think we need Mark in more of these movies. <laughs> I think he should be our new star. <laughs> he's, he's, he's flirting hard with it. He had the the Father Stew movie about the Catholic priest or something with I don't know. Um, it's like a real life story about a Catholic priest. The deal, like um, I don't know, it's some real life story about a Catholic priest, and I think he he starred in it. He's he's very very open now about his Catholic faith. And okay, Kramer for finals, as Steve Brown would say. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that old. <laughs> too old to uh too old to be Briley's husband. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean daddy now. <laughs> you didn't say daddy. You said dad. I mean dad now, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think- not in the sexual way, you little freak. <laughs> My gosh, your generation's got the attention span of a gnat. Go put that on your TikTok, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Go jerk off to your Japanese anime, okay? I don't care. Oh my god! I can't. I I don't know. I need to close this. I don't really don't really know where that came from. (laughs) I can bleep that out. I was just okay. imagining what would Mark Wahlberg say. I just too much yeah. of what he'd say. I mean, yeah. Okay, thank you for humoring me on yet another pitch. Of course. I feel like I need to do one sometime. I need to, like, get an idea and run with it. <laughs> You're so good at them, though. I wish I had a more just... translatable skill for life. but <laughs> I know. I know how that is. Are you, last thing, are you okay with Logan Paul as as Asher Littlejohn? Yeah, okay, yeah. absolutely. Why not? <laughs> this is a is role. He in jail? <laughs> uh, not yet. Um, okay. This is a role like twelve years ago would have been Chris Hemsworth, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a little too old now. So. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. Thank you. Thank all you. Thank right. you. Say hello to your new daddy.